Hi everyone. Hi Paul. Hi Krishna. Hi Rama. Uh, my name is Kishore Chandra, and we're here for chit chat with myself and Jay Jagannath Prabhu. And uh, we'll be getting started as soon as he signs on. Hari Bol, welcome Geneva, Indulekha Devi, PP Chat, Anand, Amir, Hari Bol, welcome. Welcome everyone. Welcome Radiant Mama. Oh, I like that. That's a nice handle. Thank you, PV Chat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at the beach every day, so this is how I look. Hi, <laughs> uh, Krishna, everyone. So we come on here every night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we talk about spiritual topics. Um, yesterday was kind of fun. We were getting into it, and then Jaya remembered that he had his sound bath, so we had to kind of cut it short. But of course, today we will be picking up right from where we left off, if we can remember where that was from. Okay, Jai is here. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Welcome, Pat. Welcome, welcome. Harry Bowl. Hare. What? Is that a new... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my do-rag look. Don't mind. Oh, <laughs> that's a new look. <laughs> where did we leave off? I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> I was I was trying to relook at the episode before this, and we were talking about externals. We were talking about like was yesterday when we were talking about like you were giving example of Chicago and I was giving the example of like Latin X stuff. Was that yesterday? Or was that the yes? Day before? That was that was yesterday. That was yesterday, right? So I think we kind of left off at this place where we were saying like if we're not deeply involved in a community or you know in a lived bodily experience in the society who are we to kind of say um what needs to be shifted or what needs to be changed in that regard and of course we were championing kind of that self um self-reform self-transformation above everything before you kind of like start pointing the finger you should do like this you should do like that i think that's kind of where we left off I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I, I remember, I do remember the start of what you said. Um, we, yeah, just the emphasis on the inner life being one of paramount importance in any spiritual tradition. Yeah. Um, but I was saying that I was arguing that there's something to the externals. Yes. And you particularly were. when you're not that evolved internally, then you need a lot of support from the externals, the external yes. environment, you know, your relationships, that becomes like a really critical factor. We gave some pretty playful examples, but that was basically the point. That, that you was the gist. That was yeah. a gist. But then, and then I remember uh, saying that because we aren't that evolved internally, when we get into the externals, we tend to lean hard into them and we start to forget that the inner life is where it's, the importance is at, even while giving lip service to that being the most important. But when it comes to our practical life, when we start leaning into the externals, it just tends to take over the whole psyche and it becomes all about that. 
And I get, I remember giving the example of like devotees in our community saying things like 16 plus four equals back to Godhead or yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just hold on to Prabhupada's dhoti, which I don't even know what that means, but just hold on to his dhoti and you're going back to the spiritual world. And to which I said, well, what about the actual development of consciousness? Like, okay, I'm mm. chanting 16 rounds. I'm following for regular principles, more or less. And, um, but I'm not experiencing the, the shift in consciousness manifested in bhakti traditions as nishta, mm. steadiness, as ruchi, the, the taste. There's this nice verse from Rupa Goswami's Upadesha Siak Krishna Nama Chaditadi Setapa Vidya Pito Patasarasanashanaruchikanuya. That um the name of Krishna, his characteristics and qualities and form, they're all sweet like sugar candy. Mm. And the idea is that no one needs an invitation to enjoy sugar candy. They mm. will naturally enjoy it. Um but due to the jaundice of ignorance, we experience that which is sweet to be bitter. Apparently, mm. when one has jaundice, sweet things taste very bitter. But the cure for jaundice, at least one of the cures for jaundice, I guess, according to Ayurveda, I don't know. One of the cures for jaundice is itself like rock candy mm. taken in a particular way. So even though the names of Krishna are bitter and our novitiate level of consciousness, it will be experienced as wonderful by taking those um, sweet names of Krishna, his qualities, and so on progressively. So anyway, when we're not that evolved, we lean hard into externals and we can tend to forget about the inner life. And therefore, there is a lot of emphasis in our communities about the importance of like actually becoming Krishna conscious and not mm. like just in form, but in substance. Mm. And yet when we aim for the substance part, there's a tendency to forget the the form part, like there's importance to form and that it cannot be forgotten. That's mm. all I got. I don't remember. I feel, I don't remember what we ended on. I do remember the conversation taking that navigation. I remember we ended on you having to go to your sound bath. That's what we Wow. <laughs> Unimportant information. Thank you. I mean, what we ended on as it pertained to that, that, that conversation. Anyway, but another, I, yeah. Okay. No, well, I was going to say about, about everything that you just said, because I think it does boil down to these two words that you use, right? So we've been using the words like external versus internal. And then you use this really nice language of like form and substance, right? And so the substance is like, you know, the, 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 the internal world or, you know, the Shastra, like knowing my chit really like this. Yeah. And the and the form is more like uh, the things that we use in the external world. But something that came up for me while you were speaking is that sometimes we, because externals are important, but sometimes we don't realize the depth of those externals or the stories of those externals or like why we're even doing something. Yes. Like, the, like the purpose of ritual, the purpose of tilak, the purpose of, you know, devotional clothes, devotional clothes. And so I think that there's um, there's definitely something to be said about externals or form, but it's like, I think in general, it's just more about like deepening my commitment to, to just, just deepening my, my life, you know, like, why am I doing things? Because I think it's so easy to just go on autopilot in any sense, right? Whether it be in a devotional sense, 
or whether it be in a, you know, whatever, we're out in the world. It's easy to go on autopilot. I put the T-lock on, I do the thing, I chant around 16 plus four equals back to Godhead like this. And it can become very, what's the word? Uh, mechanical. Mechanical. Yes. Um, I'm recalling a lot of things as you speak. Mm. Um, I don't know what order to go in, so I'll go in the order that I thought of it. Um, oh, yeah. And Rupa Goswami, he has this, again, from Nectar of Instruction, he mentioned six saboteurs of bhakti. We've often brought up this verse. And the fourth of those saboteurs is Niyamagraha. Niyamagraha or Niyamagraha has two forms. It's Niyamagraha, but it can be broken down as Niyamagraha or Niyamagraha, the long mm -hmm. A and the short A. The word Niyama means like rules or rituals or using our language, the form of things. Mm. Um, so then there can be agarha, a too much clinging to the, the form of things, the rules of things, um, the rituals of things. Or there could be niyama agarha, not clinging on tightly enough. <laughs> so the, the, those are the two difficulties that um, novitiates of bhakti have a hard time with. They either cling too yeah. hard to the form or they don't cling on tightly enough. And in, and, and, and in both cases, their bhakti becomes sabotaged by this. So in Niyama Agraha Bhakti Notakur, his essay on this, which is a beautiful essay, he mentions that basically um, devotion and practice has four broad stages. Hmm. Well, let me say it in this way. He says basically the purpose of life is to go from the lowest point to the highest point. And in between the lowest point and the highest point, there are many different stages in between. On mm. each stage, there are certain rules that pertain to that stage that if followed prudently will help one move to the next stage. He says, mm. Niyama Agarha, he mentions that Niyama Agarha takes place when you're on a particular stage, moving toward the highest stage. You're on a particular stage and you're clinging strongly to the rules that allow you to move to the next stage and then it comes the time to move forward and instead of moving forward you just say you know what i'm good here mm. like i did a lot to get here i'm comfortable i'm good so i think i'm just going to stay here and the result of staying on the stage that uh, that you were meant to leave actually because of mm. rules followed prudently the result of staying there is that you actually go down Mm. And that stage, which was a, uh, uh, that stage, which was a plane of progress at one point, becomes the cause of your um, innervation at another point. So mm. he says, this is what happens when Nehemiah Agarha takes place, which I, I, I think, to be honest with you, I can account for that experience in my own journey of bhakti um, so far. Um, mm. Maybe I could share. This is a short story, but here's my journey. Uh, of bhakti in a nutshell. Um, I joined the ashram when I was 18 and I was on fire for 13 years. I'm gonna just keep it real. I was on fire. I was a walking fireball. You know, if you came near me, you, you felt the potency. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm just having fun. The boxes on, it's not good for boxes to even joke like that. I'm just being a little playful. I felt really good about my bhakti though. That's what, that's what I want to say. I was really, I was like, immersed. I, I can honestly mm. say I felt very much immersed in bhakti. 
Um, then I got the boot from the ashram, and I, you know, which was one of the major thresholds in my bhakti life, getting the boot. And those sort of feelings of resentment and hate. Hate is one of the quickest ways to degrade your consciousness. Um, I, I would, I don't, I don't know if it's more powerful than attachment, but it feels more powerful than attachment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know the feeling of being like attached to someone and all the drama that creates, but something about hate mm -hmm. that really rapidly degrades your soul. And I, I think I experienced, I wouldn't say I have hate, but I have resentment. And that was, and it took me a while, as I've often mentioned here on Chit Chat, to get over that. And so I noticed a, a sort of setback in the nature of my bhakti. Now, there was a certain point in my journey where it was like, kind of like a crossroads. I could really like move this direction and like really get immersed in the bhakti thing, or I can go in this other direction. And I went in this other direction and I really felt that, yeah, the stage that I was at at the time when all this was taking place, which was a, a, a place of strength at one point, became the cause of my unraveling at another um, and mm. I kind of consider myself now as kind of recovering from that. Oh, no. The phone couldn't handle the phone couldn't handle the Shakti again. Okay, he'll he'll come back everyone. As you all know, Jaya's phone has some issues. So <laughs> he'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> uh, Krishna. I guess he forgot to refrigerate his phone before tonight's chit chat. <laughs> Krishna. Okay, he's coming. He's coming now. He's coming now. <laughs> he's coming just now. Is it working? Oh, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Hey, um, oh. Jai, you forgot to refrigerate your phone before today's chit chat. That's... It works. Oh, no, no. Jaya says he's getting a new phone this weekend, everyone. Why is it always at the deepest and most powerful points? I know, right? <laughs> Shyam is saying, <laughs> and Adi Hall is saying Jaya is too hot to handle. <laughs> uh, Krishna. So yeah, Jaya will get a new phone this weekend. <laughs> BB chat said that Jaya needs to make a meme about his internet. <laughs> uh, please, please stay on, everyone. We'll, we'll continue until 6.30. Jaya's changing location, so maybe that will help. I'm just laughing at all of these comments about Jaya's phone. Uh, Indulaika Devi says, Instagram knows when things are getting hot and that puts Jaya down. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Indulaika Devi, for that. <laughs> Krishna. Oh, Krishna. Okay, let's see. Let us see. <laughs> Abai says Maya conspiracy trying to keep the inspo down. <laughs> that's awesome. I agree with that one. I think that that's the best one. Oh, Jaya's back. And then 
Yeah, Kavi, that's true. Sometimes the the house internet is worse than sitting outside. Jaya's coming back. He's connecting now. So let's see. Let's see what happens. Hello? Okay. Just don't move. Just stay like a statue. I, I really don't think, I don't think it's the location. There's something wrong with the phone. It's literally getting blazing hot. Like, I'm going to get a new one this weekend, y'all. So apologies. The ba I guess it's the batteries. I've had it for three years, and I heard the iPhones that were designed in such a way that they break down after a couple of years. Yeah, so that's I true. Think that well, don't worry. We were all entertained. Everyone making fun comments about your phone and the internet, and we were we were just laughing. <laughs> Jai, thank you. <laughs> so you were um, in the middle of something. Well, I was just yeah, I was just making the point of I can account for the experience of me and my agraha, yeah. kind of being too afraid to move forward. To be honest with you, I think advancement in Christian consciousness frightens a lot of devotees. I think so too, for uh, sure. Yeah. I remember one time being in Kali and I was talking about divine prema that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would exhibit. And um, one newer devotee there, she raised her hand and she was like, you know, when you talk about prema, um, I've become frightened. She, like, point mm. blank said that. She said, mm. I be, I'm, like, scared. It sounds like a sort of madness. Mm. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it's a it sort is. of de devotional madness. And I, yeah. I think we get afraid to move forward in Christian consciousness because of the implications of what it means for our real life like the yeah. conventional life that we're living now and so we become we become afraid to make progress and therefore we get comfortable on a particular level like i'm good here and unfortunately by doing that that level of advancement which isn't sufficient becomes the cause of our unraveling and i was just saying that i can account for that experience be warned it, I can also account for that experience. And I think that when you were just speaking right now, and you were speaking about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his, um, his ecstasies and his external, uh, uh, his external kind of uh, symptoms of ecstasy, I was just reading uh, the second chapter of the Madhya Lila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And that's what it's, that's, that's literally, it just goes through. Yes. It's, it's like talking about his ecstasies and how, what's happening to his body and how he would behave in the last years of his life and like this. And, you know, it's really interesting because that girl who raised her hand in Kali being like, I'm afraid of, you know, when you speak of Prema like this. But I feel like the line of like what we view as sanity versus insanity is very interesting, you know? Because that it is seems, fascinating, actually. I, I think it's very fascinating. Like we look at you know, uh, a saint, uh, you know, whether it be St. Francis or whether it be Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are exhibiting these like, you know, very intense, extreme uh, symptoms of ecstasy. And we're like, uh, you know, someone who doesn't have faith will look at that and be like, that person's crazy, you know, right. But yet, but yet sanity is accepted in the modern world of like, you know, living in this crazy Kali Yuga, meat-eating, promiscuous, insane world. And I feel like 2020 is such a good Clown example. world. Clown <laughs> it's a clown. World. Exactly. Clown world. That's the word. It's a clown world that, like, we were all on, you know, we were all on board for accepting it as, like, this is sanity. 
and this is like good and this is what we all you know are what's the word kind of like aiming for uh or at least being complacent in and uh, now i think we're kind of seeing it for what it is you know and well, it's about to get ugly then mm. I'm, I'm not getting out of a poorie's way of phrasing this and commenting on my fear statement he says advancement equals renunciation and we, we're all afraid to let go of our supposed selves. Maya will make us realize. And yeah, I think that's what it boils down. Well, that's what it boils as At least one of the boiling points is that yeah. we're afraid to advance. And the fear of advancing in spiritual life causes us to do Niyama Agraha. Where yeah. We cling too tightly to a comfort zone in our Krishna consciousness, whether it's doing the bare minimum or not doing the bare minimum and just giving ourselves a lot of excuses for why we're not doing the bare minimum and not advancing and getting the result of that not advancing in the form of the unraveling of our spiritual life. Um, that's Nehemiah Agraha. I didn't even go on the other side. I'm just talking about Nehemiah Agraha clinging too tightly and why we might tend to do that. I really like what PB Chat said because she just, she just kept it so real. She says, yes, Madhavapuri, I would have to give up my whole reality to advance spiritually scary and yes. it's like it's like yes yes that is actually you know in many in many occasions that's the case when we've become very uh you know used to the life and just gotten very um i'm speaking for myself just gotten very like complacent or comfortable we were speaking a few chit chats ago how like comfort can really like uh make our bhakti uh, you know, not flourish. And I think something when you were speaking at the beginning, I think it is really interesting when we do kind of value the form over the internal, over the substance. And then we're like stuck at an artha nivritti. And not only are we stuck at an artha nivritti, but we keep on like piling on those anarthas, you know, we're just like, oh, I'm stuck here. So guess this is it, you know? And it's like, those questions should be coming up of like, why not Nishta? Why not Ruchi? What's happening? You know, why am I, why am I still here? I'm reading right. what Kavi's saying. I like Kavi's point. I think Kavi's point is right to the point of this discussion. And I feel my phone raising in heat <laughs> elevations. So it might go out in any moment. But saying, um, her above comment, I think there's great power in learning to adapt to our given environments. Right, but we're not intended to do that forever. Yes. We're intended to adapt and learn, and after learning, there's a point where we have to move on and cross thresholds. And that's exactly kind of the point that I'm trying to bring up, is that mm. we kind of, we, we get to one level, we apply rules of that level prudently, we learn, and then it's like time to move on, but then there's something that stops us from moving forward. And when we stop moving forward, then that same stage that was useful for us at one point becomes the cause of our unraveling. That was exactly yeah. the point that I um, was trying to speak on. That's a very good point. And yeah, that same thing that we became used to becomes the, 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 de the deliverer of our unraveling. I have definitely experienced that time. Facts. Time we are in such a conference. Um, that it's hard to give up that for something that we kind of don't know. I know we were mentioning this the other day also. So I guess our reality is going to have to help us out a little bit. And mm. you now get out. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here too long. Get out. <laughs> get out. 
I know. I'm like in this really cushy spot in Ecuador, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I've been asking Christian. I'm just like, so, yeah, what, what are you gonna do? Because I'm getting a little too comfortable here. So like, are you gonna do something about this, or, or am I supposed to do something about this, or like, what, what's happening? What's going on? Because I can feel it already. I'm kind of like in this cushy place. I'm starting to like, I'm starting to have all those thoughts of like, what was I doing in New York? You know, I'm just here at the beach, like la di da. And it's not that great. You know, it's actually, it's actually really bad for our Bhakti Lata Beach. And uh, I think that it's this willingness to go into the unknown for Krishna. That's the thing. It's the willingness to go into the unknown for the sake of my spiritual life and for the sake of my relationship with Krishna. Wake up, wake up, sleeping souls. Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago. Exactly. Okay, everyone. I think I think Jaya's phone has reached its burning point. <laughs> Sanjivani Radha, if we don't move, I always feel like a kick comes anyway. Exactly. Yeah, and I love what Sham is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what I said. Yeah. Are you going to do something or am I? Okay, so everyone, Jai Jagannath's phone is officially on fire. Um, <laughs> in both... In both a physical sense and in a spiritual sense, um, so we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it here for chit chat, and hopefully he will get uh, a new phone this weekend. So <laughs> his phone is burning up, and yes, do it for Krishna. Yes, we should all do it for Krishna, uh, or Krishna will do it for us. I think that that's where the faith comes in, right? Like either I'm gonna do it for Krishna, or Krishna will somehow give us a kick in the butt, and he'll do it for us. Okay, everyone, let's call it a, a chit chat, a little shorter today because we had some technical difficulties. Let us, uh, I'll remind Jaya tomorrow to put his phone in the fridge, in the, in the freezer before chit chat. <laughs> yes, he says he'll be sure to put it in the <laughs> freezer. God, this is ghetto, Jaya. <laughs> oh, Krishna. Thank you, everyone, for joining Indulekha Devi Shyam. Thank you, PB Chat, for all your wonderful comments, and Madhavapuri as well for your wonderful comments. Sanjeevani Radha, Sid, I saw was there. Uh, Kavi, thank you for your wonderful comments, Kavi and Anand. And thank you all so much for joining. We're here every night at 6 p.m. Uh, whether we have technical difficulties or we don't, we still show up and we still make the best of a situation. So thank you all for joining. Abai, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Hare Krishna, Hare Bol, and we'll see you tomorrow at 6 with a cold phone. Hare Bol.